Welcome to the High Performance Health Podcast with your host, Angela Foster. The show where we talk about everything you need to break through limits and achieve a high performance mind, body and lifestyle. In today's episode, I have the incredible Neeraj Nayak here with me. Neeraj is a professional musician and holistic health expert and exceptional entrepreneur with a truly inspiring story. After endeavoring to practice nutritional and holistic therapies alongside his role as a pharmacist in the UK back in 2006, Neeraj quickly became known as the renegade pharmacist. Unfortunately, his unique ability to cure patients of disease without drugs was thwarted as being too risky and negatively impacting profit by big corporate. The fear of going back to just dishing out medication took a serious toll on Niraj's own health and left him housebound for a year with depression and debilitating ulcerative colitis, an autoimmune condition that almost saw Niraj have his colon removed. Niraj's research and expertise led him to being able to cure his depression and colitis without any medication or surgery. And he has since gone on to transform the health and lives of so many others through his self-composed, captivating meditation music and online courses. This interview is packed with insights into peak performance, including Niraj's unique revival of the ancient practice of Soma, which can be used by anyone to get into flow, discover more about themselves, enhance health at the mitochondrial level, and stimulate neurogenesis in the brain. Unfortunately, the connection was interrupted at the beginning of the interview, and so we miss the introduction and exchange of greetings between Neeraj and myself. We pick up the conversation with Neeraj powerfully explaining what he sees as the true definition of health. I hope that you enjoy this episode as much as I did and get lots of value from it. If you wake up every morning and you ask yourself a question, am I enthusiastic to do a hard day's work with whatever it is you have to do? Um, or are you doing it? Are you waking up? with the feeling of, I have to do this just to survive. Um, that The definition of a health is somebody who wakes up enthusiastic. And if you're enthusiastic to be compassionate, that's another marker of health and peak performance. If you look at people who really work at peak performance levels, they're just in the flow. They love what they do. They're super enthusiastic about um, doing whatever it is they do, you know, to pay the bills. Yeah. And yeah, they're not doing it because they feel like they have to do it. And same thing, they're, they're usually, those sorts of people are usually very compassionate and they care and they're doing things to say, care about others. And if you get, if you stop answering those questions with that positive answers, it's going to be a slippery slope. You're going to end up with a disease because that's the first sign of stress, psychological stress, is when you feel like you have to do something just to survive or fit in or, you know. And, and when you're not taking account of other people, I think I think yeah. it was um, when I was was reading, um, doing some research on yourself that you mentioned how uh, you know the word I is in ill and we is in wellness. Yes. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because if you're in that sense of and and that's been proved so many times now with areas like the blue zones and people who live a long time in terms of healthy yeah. lives without pills and things yeah. is that they are in communities. And I think people with the way we're so busy with social media, etc., are kind of neglecting that physical presence and that friendship and sense of community in the Western world. Yes, totally. Like you just see the what the my um like relatives in India who like live into their nineties. They're already, always surrounded by their, their, you know, their children, their grandkids. They're always active. Quite often, they're like in the kitchen helping out with cooking and, and things. So, 
there's always a moderate level of exercise um, that they're doing as well. And, and then just around high spirits and love and family and connection is paramount, you know, to being happy and, you're, and living long. And yeah. so how did you um, go from being in that job and prescribing lifestyle medicine alongside the prescription drugs to then um, getting involved in breathwork and developing SOMA? Yeah, yeah. So I actually, um, uh, it's a kind of a long story, but I'll try and make it as, as concise as possible. So I actually got really good at getting people off the meds and that got me actually fired from my first job that's another story itself but it got me promoted to the head office of one of the biggest supermarket chains in the UK and I was carrying out this um, project which would be this healthy shopping this service where we would be able to customize meals to patients based on the conditions and send them to their homes I think it's still a genius idea no one's doing it imagine diabetic foods being delivered to your house from the biggest supermarket mm. chains at really affordable and, the, and this is in what year because this is progressive right for the time that you like, were doing it yeah this is like 2010 yeah. uh, 2009 2010 that sort of time i still think it's a genius idea i hope someone hears it and does it but um what happened was a year year into it the um well six months into it the uh directors and managers basically said that this is probably too renegade and they started to water it all down yeah they basically shelved the idea and ended up like so disillusioned because i was like firstly i was working in the corporation corporate environment like where everyone is like working in cubicles and i remember thinking first as soon as i got there do i want my list of my life to be like this no way you know it was so depressing mm. even though i was like the teacher's pet i had this big imac computer <laughs> to work from everyone else had these tiny little screens and I could go and like have coffee breaks whenever I wanted. I could go and speak to the, the director whenever I wanted. But most people's life was not like that. They were like screwed to this computer. They couldn't get up and just have breaks. They were very much like part of the machine, right? Yeah. And really plugged in. So I, um, at first I was like, oh my God, it's so depressing. And then when I was told that like, you know, you might have to get another job to stay in the head office or... Um, go back to being a pharmacist that was depressing because like the only jobs that are available were like so soul dis destroying jobs so then it was like facing going back to pharmacy and panic really kicked in i remember and fear and that's when the colitis kicked in and suddenly i start shitting blood like 10 20 times a day then it turned into like 40 times a day i was house was that sudden or had you been like experiencing some had, digestive symptoms up until yeah, then. Yeah, I had yeah. it for sure a bit of university and stuff and like a little bit. It, used to, it was nowhere near like what I had now, but I definitely had some something. And I think that was also like neglecting my, my own body. You know, you, you, you'll see a lot of people who suffer from osteoclitis. They've had either some extreme emotional trauma in the past, mm -hmm. which I had, or they've had, um, they've been heavy drinkers and abused their, their guts and caused leaky gut disease. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I I was a mixture of all of that. So, and then this was the, you know, the icing, on, well, the nail in the coffin. And I was literally housebound for a year. Um, and they say God stands for gift of desperation because I was super desperate. I was given two choices. Either you become a guinea pig for a drug hasn't been tested yet or um, have your colon removed. 
And I literally, I was just like, has it really come to this? Like, I was so depressed. And thankfully, came to the rescue a very close friend of a family, Swami Amdhananda. And she said to me, if you to heal yourself, you'd be a great role model as a pharmacist with your background, with how compassionate you are to others. So she taught me like the basic like foundations of Ayurveda, Pranayama, Yoga, and um, I started to apply these techniques. It led me into the whole journey of like meeting people who had healed themselves of colitis and you know training with uh, amazing people around the world. And and I, I healed myself within a few few months. And it just took me on this amazing journey. One one of the things that really helped me the most was this music and combining breathing techniques with music. And this was like the origins, the beginning of uh, Soma. I, I originally called it Tripnoral. I still call the, the, the music technology Tripnoral, which is this brainwave music that gets you into these different brainwave states. I found that that combined with the pranayama techniques of like rhythmic breathing and extending your exhalation was amazing for, for getting into these trance states so I could reprogram my subconscious mind. I got really deep into hypnotherapy and hypnosis and self-hypnosis. And I started to do these techniques in the sauna as well. And like just breathing patterns and, and getting into trance states in the sauna and reprogramming the, literally the subconscious mind. Like if you imagine it's like an operating system of a very, very powerful computer. And if you imagine over time, viruses can develop in this operating system. You can just go in there, reprogram it, become an architect of your own software. And your hard disk is your physical body. So the great thing about going to a spa or a gym and the sauna is that you can cleanse, heal yourself. And in the sauna, you can also gain these trance states and like, reprogram yourself. And this was the early, like, kind of, like, um, I kind of fell into the sort of shamanic work, very young age. Yeah, well, when I was getting, when I was healing myself, and then I realized actually these are things that people have been doing for thousands of years, like rituals, sauna, temescal, like, um, you know, like these kind of sweat lodges and things have been a core part of many ancient traditions and practices. So combining the, the music yeah. with the breath work and the heat at the same time, that's, yeah, I, that's kind of yeah. not a new thing. And this would be what, in a dry sauna that's very hot or would it be something like an infrared where it's, it's lower? No, 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 like like you you need to do in to get the real maximum benefits you want to do it in a proper full power like finish sauna you know like 18 yeah. degrees plus. i remember we were with uh, ben greenfield um in Tallinn in estonia where they have like super hot saunas and we were in there for like 30 minutes at like 95 degrees centigrade which was not recommended but it was <laughs> fun yeah so but with breathing techniques i realized that actually i could modulate my nervous system to a point where I start to cool myself down so I can stay in the sauna for longer. If you do one breathing pattern, which is in for four, out for eight, or in for two, out for four, because you're constantly extending your exhalation in a rhythm, you are always stimulating the parasympathetic nervous system. And the parasympathetic nervous system, which is perhaps connected to the vagus nerve, you can tap into it and start modulating your your, your autonomic nervous system. You can influence your immune system, your core body temperature. You can do amazing things. And mm. so I would go into these trance states and reprogram myself. And it was just magic. Like 
lots of things like to unfold whilst meditating in the sauna in that way, using this two four breathing patterns. And is that in terms of you kind of accessing your own inner state when you say lots of sort of unusual things would happen? Were you gaining insights that you perhaps didn't have before or? Yeah, it was also like weird. I mean, it, this could, this is all subject to, um, you know, debate, but I just had really powerful, weird synchronicities, like the ability to just manifest people into my life. Like one of the, the experiments that I tried was to manifest this guy called Uri Geller, who people in England oh, yeah. will probably be very familiar with. And he's like this like very controversial psychic who supposedly can bend spoons with his mind. And this documentary came on TV where it had like Stanford Research Institute saying he's a definitely a psychic, they've proven it in tests. He had like all these famous celebrities, Michael Jackson was his best man, all that. And I watched it and I was like, man, I'm gonna bring this guy into my life. So I started to meditate on manifesting him. And then a few days later, um, I get invited to a charity dinner where he is basically the main guest. And he does this whole talk about the number 11 and how his company is called 1111 Limited. And actually my first album, first music album was called 11, had 11 tracks on it. And I'd really been getting into music at this time. So it really reminded me of that. Anyway, I ended up actually becoming friends with him and he became like a mentor and and he said to me like there's one there's only one thing worse than no publicity um and that's bad uh, sorry one thing worse than bad publicity and that's no publicity he said you got to do whatever you can to create publicity to get awareness of who you are because he really liked that what i was doing the mission of the renegade pharmacist and stuff and a month later i created the world's most viral inf- I, I went to meditate on um, on coke yeah yeah on coke yeah. And it just blew up the internet. That led to and I, another person I really wanted to manifest into my life was Wim Hof. When I saw his documentary, I was like, oh, I've got to meet this guy. And then boom, he comes into my life and we formed like a band together, produced all the music of the Wim Hof method. And just non-stop. Now it's like just especially there's certain places where this energy is like magnified. One of them is Kopangan, another one is Ibiza. Another one I, I feel is here in, in LA and Venice. Place mm. is a magical hotspot. Meeting people with really high vibe on the same wavelength and want to make a change and difference in the world. And I just feel like when you change your vibrational state um, through meditation, through yoga, through tantra, whatever it is you choose, or a combination of those things, and music and things like that, you actually vibe you change your vibrational frequency and i really do believe that we can manifest and attract people on the same mission as us same wavelength as us by putting that intention out there and if you have a very strong intention and you really have a lot of conviction and belief in this process working magic happens and now with soma that's literally what i've created is these magical techniques they heal you they help you um you know attract things that you want in your life they help you understand more about what you want in life and that's what soma is it's like a school of like different techniques for it's interesting because i've been doing sorry sorry um yeah. i've been doing quite a bit of research myself on this concept of raising your vibration and energy and i think a lot of people think it's a kind of a bit woo woo but actually if you look at quantum physics and yes. the space between we focus predominantly 
on physical matter because yeah. we're in a physical representation in that world. But actually, if you think of, and I was, I was watching a documentary recently about how if you think of the cell nucleus as an apple, then the nearest electron is like a grain of sand and it's two kilometers away. And mm. when you kind of scale that back down inside the human body, you realize that there's so much energy within the human body yes. and within our minds that if we then tune into that frequency, and elevate our vibration that's how we can begin to attract and manifest yes um but i'm really curious because i know that a lot <clears> of the <throat> listeners to this podcast really want to improve their performance and always go to the next level in terms of the work that you do with manifestation can you explain a bit about that and how people well, can use your yeah. program for example to do that yeah well manifesting and magic and all these things they don't work if you feel like shit. so the bottom line is you've got to feel good you're gonna feel really you're gonna wake up every day enthusiastic i mean the, the golden rule for peak performance it, you're never going to be at your best if you feel like you have to do something to survive so the first thing you're going to do is find out what it what is your bliss and move towards that every day like little steps that's the first thing second thing is you're going to look at your body as a hard disk so your hard disk if you want to upgrade if you want to get from a pc to a mac all right mm -hmm. you've yeah. got to do some work you got to you got to change a few things so and i you know there's many studies now that show that we're actually only about seven years old so every single cell in our body not every single but most of the cells in our body replace themselves especially in our gut which is like a has a brain of its own right mm -hmm. and our heart and our we can have neurogenesis as well we can create new brain cells so um with that understanding we can get to work on our physical body. So the way I do it is, firstly, you've got to know who you are. So Ayurveda is a very, very good system for finding out the kind of diet you should have, the exercise types, where you should live, and really is very powerful in figuring out who you are on an energetic level. So there's a series of questions um, known as a dosha quiz. And doshas are your fundamental energies. So there's three different types, earth, uh water and fire all right so mm -hmm. fire is pitta water is um sorry air is vata and earth is kappa okay so we're a combination of those right earth air and fire yeah so, i've done one of these is is yeah. there um just to ask you you're probably reasons, a pitta. is there a, i'm yeah. probably a pitta i think i was yeah. a combination of yeah, yeah. a pitta and so a bit vata. of vata yeah yes. so yeah, yeah yeah you're similar to me yeah, and actually a lot of entrepreneurially creative, creative entrepreneurs are batter pitter. So they tend to go with the same lifestyle plan as me because I'm, I'm that. So how are you able to tell that then? You can tell from the way somebody looks and okay. the way they talk and the things that they do. So, you know, you have like the features of somebody who's a bit more batter and you also, an entrepreneur, you're peak performance driven. That's usually a sign of a pitter, and you're an entrepreneur and, and things like that. So I can kind of make a bit of a you know a, a, an assumption on what you are, but you can go deeper. You can actually do these quizzes. There's lots of free ones online that will tell you the answer. Is answers. there one that you would recommend that you think? Actually, deeper chocolate has a good one. Okay. okay. Yeah, yeah, I'm actually going to make one. Like I've had so many questions and quests. So yeah. that's one of my next steps is to make a dosha quiz. Um, so, so once you know you know who you are, um, so Vata will have a, a different 
type of diet compared to a very strong kappa. And you'll start to realize that actually there's no one size fits all with diet. And, you know, there's too many people out there saying, oh, you're going to do carnivore diet, that's the best for you. Or you're going to be a vegan, that's the best, you know. There's too much confusion out there. And unless you know who you are, uh, you don't know what is the right diet for you. Until you and you can experiment and try. And like, there's a lot of people who do vegan, follow vegan diets who end up very sick. There's people who follow these carnivore diets who end up with fatty livers and things. So there are some cases where just a pure meat diet may, may really work for certain people. Okay, for, for, especially for these um, vata types like us. Where we, or pizza batter types, where we can actually burn, we can digest food quite quickly and it helps ground, a bit of meat can help us ground. But you can also do that through vegetables, you know, you can have like yes. certain things like avocados that help us ground. But raw food diets for people like us, not so good. No, the I actually just feel well on the raw food. Yeah, yeah me I, too. I feel uncomfortable. I feel and I find root vegetables very grounding. There you go. That kind of is quite calming. Yeah. And then yeah. people who are very kappa, who are very earthy and prone to putting on weight and stuff, they're great with raw food diets and that can give them more air and fire, you know, if you switch to mm. spicy kind of raw um, salads with uh, spices in there, that can give them a bit of fire and get people moving again and strip off the weight. But people like us shouldn't, shouldn't be on those sorts of diets. So yeah, so this is all the things you can figure out through Ayurveda. So that's the primary thing. Then I, there are a few golden rules, I believe, which is we don't need to eat as much as we, we, we do consume. Certain energy types like Vata, like us, like more Vata, mm -hmm. there's people even more Vata than us, you know, you'll see they're very skinny, um, never put on weight, who may benefit more from little meals and often because it helps them stabilize the, the blood sugar. And, um, you know, like, one of the things that very batter people are prone from is dizzy spells, like where the blood sugar okay. fluctuates a lot. So mm -hmm. having continuous supply of food um, during the day, like more like foraging, um, can actually be good for us. And actually you can look at it in terms of animals, right? So vata types, very vata, are almost like little rodent birds, like squirrels, you know, like okay. rushing around very fast, like moving around. Yeah. And um, the very kaffir types are more like elephants, you know, like strong, big, wise elephants, right? And they, they don't eat so, well, they, I think they do probably in nature, but they eat differently in a different way. And then you'll see like lions, they eat in a different way. And actually you can see that certain energy types are more like certain animals. And you can see how do these animals behave in nature. So anyway, that's that's a whole other story. Do you find that when you've got those energy types and then yeah. you're with someone, because you probably noticed this yourself, but if you're in a gathering of people, there'll be people that are drawn to each other. And sometimes that can be that somebody's particularly drawn to you. Do you find that different types, they're almost drawn to their opposites or um, they should be together in terms of, they've got commonality, if you like, between them? I think it can really help if you're trying to form a company, is to have a mixture of those energy types in the personalities that are involved at the top end of that business. Because if you have too many alpha personalities, too many creatives, like Vata people are very creative, they can mm -hmm. just be like arguing with each other all the time. Because yeah, yeah. 
uh, if they're not fully aligned on the same same vision. Um, but you know, somebody who's more of a doer, more like makes stuff happen. Um, they're usually the fire, fire energies, and they very good with you know leading, managing teams. The vats are very creative, so they may be like the more creative person. They may all be not be so consistent, but they come up with incredible genius ideas. You know, yeah. but they may not be so good at managing teams because they're so like all over the place. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas the the loyal, like very strong kind of Kappa people, they're they're very wise and they take a long time to think about things. And when they do, they come out with great answers. So they're quite good to have there as advisors and, and supporters. And, and sometimes they're just very good at just being efficient and loyal and and consistent. And you need a balance of all these energies, I believe, in a company. To, my company, I was just thinking when you just said that, is actually all, all of that. At the top level, I have a fire. I'm very like Vata Pitta. And I have a Kaffer who takes a very long time to make decisions. And he's our big advisor, he's our big investor. Yeah. yeah. And he's well, definitely you know what's, um, what's really interesting yeah. is I actually was a corporate lawyer originally. Oh, really? And then, wow. yeah, and was working unbelievable hours. And the bit, the bit I enjoyed the most was the creative side, the negotiating. But the um, it must have not fitted with my personality because in terms of that methodical, um, kind of very thorough, that wasn't me because I was too creative for it. And eventually, it really genuinely, it, I know the hours were long, but it burnt me out completely yes. and, you know, ended yeah, up rushing Tostor. Yeah, I couldn't, because yeah. I, I think I wasn't able to be that creative, yeah. um, sort of entrepreneurial spirit because it was so tightly regulated. Yes. Um, which is That's me. why, exactly, that's why we've got to know ourselves. Prior, to begin to peak performance, you've got to know yourself. This is the golden rule of yoga, the quest of yoga, actually is to discover who you truly are, know thyself, you know? Mm. And so these things I, I read are really help to understand who you are. Really help. Yeah. And but so yeah. once you understand that, how can you then yeah. sort of move to there, to manifesting like the way that you have in terms of the people you've wanted to to meet? Yeah, so um, so again, it's, it really is down to like, first you've got to sort out your physical health and vibe as high as you can. So. Uh, once you know what kind of foods you want, you've got to like eat right according to that body type. Then the exercise, like I, there's also like, I believe like there should be a, a morning routine that if you can stick to it, it will really like wake you up. But not everyone's going to be the same again. But there's a few rules that I think work for most people, which is breathing. The breathing is the one thing, pranayama that actually works on the physiological level, changes the functions on, a, on a, the level of the mitochondria. Because what is the mitochondria? Mitochondria is the energy centers of the cell. Okay, it's where the energy is produced. How does it work? Oxygen comes in, burns glucose, produces fire, right? Energy, ATP energy is the currency mm-hmm. of everything in your body. So we can modulate the efficiency of mitochondria. And if you look, a lot of the studies now are all focused on mitochondrial health as being paramount for for health, like for good health. Yeah. And you so, can actually increase the number of mitochondria as well. Yeah. yeah. We, so working on the level of the mitochondria is, is where we're at with the breath work. So through pranayama techniques, we can actually control the efficiency and make our mitochondria more efficient using oxygen. The more efficient your oxygen uh, your vice is using oxygen means the less you need to breathe. 
So you imagine this is just like a furnace. So if you have too much oxygen, too much air, the fire burns too bright and it can lead to lots of damage. Like look at the California wildfires, too much wind mm. causes oxidative damage all around, you know. And the same thing happens in your cell. Too much oxygen, too much fire leads to cell damage. Okay. However, too little oxygen, the, the fire doesn't burn at all. So we need the right balance. So pranayama is all about modulating our breathing so that we can get into balance and we can actually start to train mitochondria to become very efficient using oxygen. One of the best techniques for, for, for improving mitochondrial health is this kumbhaka, breath retention. And actually how long you can hold your breath is a measure of how, how efficient your mitochondria is at using oxygen. Longer you can hold your breath, the more adapted you are to, to oxygen. It means you're more efficient at burning oxygen. So with SOMA, one of the things we train you to do is to be able to progressively hold your breath for longer periods of time. And through breath retention techniques called Kumbhaka, we can actually stimulate positive stress responses in the body that leads to adaptive change having less than normal oxygen. And with that, what happens is you produce more red blood cells, you increase vascularization, produce a more efficient cardiovascular system. You also increase blood flow to the brain in, into your heart and actually we can wake up dormant parts of the, of the brain and through the right breathing techniques actually we can actually raise our vibrational energy and stimulate neurogenesis in the brain so mm. neurogenesis um, has been shown to be dramatically enhanced by psilocybin mushrooms okay there's yeah. been many studies right now where they've shown like this way it can really help with severe depression. It repatterns the brain and creates new new synapses and and it can help you get over like trauma from the past. But they've shown like incredible neurogenesis where new abilities can actually emerge from from psilocybin use. And is um, this at microdoses? Even that's why there's so many people doing microdosing yeah for this purpose like it's huge mm. in california right now uh, something i'm i'm starting to get into myself so basically the thing is with breathing breath work we can get into the same state as psilocybin we can produce modulate the effects to produce similar states of psychedelics even dmt production okay so this gets this takes me to the legend of soma so soma was this time uh, there's, there's, um, there's a time imagine written in the Rig Veda where people lived much longer they lived in harmony with nature it was like the utopian age the golden age of the planet and what do people do in that time they take psychedelics so they're doing this psychedelic ritual called Soma to reach ecstatic states to have divine communication with gods and um, go into the spirit world and divine all the knowledge that helps us form the 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 civilizations on the planet. So what happened was then the rishis, these ancient people start to move out and migrate, explore different parts of the world and the soma starts to run out. So they all freak out because they're all addicted, hooked on the soma. So that's when they go inwards to discover how to create the soma within. And that is the origin of Tantra. Mm -hmm. And from Tantra comes yoga, pranayama, Ayurveda, all of these things that we know today. So this is what I've revived. I believe I've revived this ancient tradition, this ancient practice called Soma. And it's a combination of these breathing techniques with 
emotion, sexual energy, music that gets you into these elevated states right from the start of the day. And it helps you like to get into flow, helps you discover more things about yourself. Also makes your mitochondria more efficient, so you have more energy during the day. It's an all-in-one kind of ritual for getting more stuff done. And so yeah. this is something that people can do on a daily basis upon waking yeah. to yeah. start their day. And how long would they, I mean, my morning routine, I've played around with it so much, and it is about 90 minutes, I'd say now, mm. um, in terms of the time that I take for myself doing various things. How long does that Soma breath work take if people wanted to incorporate that as part of a daily routine? So in, you can get great results with just 20 minutes, 20 to 30 minutes 20 a day. Minutes. Yeah. At the same time as you would meditate for. Yeah. And yeah. it's like a meditate. It's like next level meditation. It's this very potent way of meditating. You get a lot of the benefits of meditation in a much faster time. And um, that's like just the breathing techniques. But we also have um, like a type of ecstatic dance, which exercises both parts of your brain. So you get into really like fun, high and sense consciousness, the movement, dance. And then, so we made a ritual with the dance, with the, the chanting, with alms, mantras, and the breath work to create this like soma ritual that you can do in the morning. It takes about 45 minutes. It's awesome. Yeah. Um, and then you can follow that up with like yoga. So the type of yoga we do is this ancient Himalayan form of yoga where um, you hold each pose till exhaustion point. So when you hold each pose to exhaustion point, say you contract a muscle like this. Mm -hmm. okay? So that's like holding a pose, for example, maximum contraction. You shut off the blood supply to that muscle, okay? That forces that muscle to use up all of the energy supply and nutrients that are stored in it. This is known as anaerobic exercise. Uh, quieten down the breathing or even stop the breathing, do kumbhaka. You can actually really enhance this anaerobic exercise effect. The point of that is that it makes your mitochondria more efficient, right? It trains your mitochondria with less oxygen to become, to produce more energy, it becomes more efficient. So um, most yoga you'll see today is you move from one pose to the next very quickly. That's aerobic exercise. That's actually not what yoga is about. Yoga is about anaerobic exercise. So the real- These are static holds basically in positions. Yes, yeah. I've done this. It's actually very, very difficult. It's difficult, but it's it? better. Yeah. Right? It starts off being difficult and then you quickly get good at it. And there's also something known as functional isometric contraction or functional isometric training, where you push against the immovable objects. Like one of the exercises is just literally put prayer pose and push together as hard as you possibly can for about 12 seconds. And you can even hold your breath in, squeeze both together as hard as you possibly can for about 12 seconds. And that's a great workout for all of your upper body. Oh, yeah. Really feel it. And it's even great for the bones as well, because you're pushing. It feels nice somehow. It almost yeah. opens up. It's almost like you've released something when yeah. you do it, even and though you're pushing. Yeah, exactly. Another one is like, just like trying to pull your fingers apart like that. That's a great workout for up there. And you do it with maximum effort. And actually this is a more powerful way to exercise than dumbbells and all that stuff you become stronger mm. the body becomes more um like uh adapted to strength yeah and it's it's better i've seen i've just seen all the studies on it than like spending an hour down the gym like lifting weights you know 
You can yeah. actually do deadlifts where you're you are lifting up a very very like the heaviest weight you possibly can and holding that pose, right? And you put you you do it on like static bars, and you have to look up uh, the exercises like Bruce Lee created a series of workouts. Bruce Lee workouts. Okay, I'll uh, look that up and, and link to it. And so yeah, yeah. Uh, there's a guy called Bob Hoffman who wrote some great stuff on this. Um, I think his book was called Functional Isometric Contraction. I highly recommend that. And Tony Robbins says that this is the way he works out. So this is what I've been starting to do is very, very... Is this quite a new thing that you yourself have been getting into? Or? No, no, I've been, this is what I've been doing for several years. But it's like, since I started to do it like this, like you don't need to spend hours down the gym. Like literally no. about five, 10 minutes, you can actually get a good workout where you feel physically much stronger. Because when you do this, like very, like forced contraction against um, immovable objects, you actually produce like a burst of adrenaline each with each pose. So at the end of it, you're like, Whoa, ready to go. Yeah, yeah, I can feel it just then. But are you, when you're doing that then, is it a little bit like when you think of super slow training, but here you're not doing it slow, you're just holding the pose. Um, it's kind of time under tension. Would you just do one repetition of that exercise or would you yeah. do it multiple times? No, you only do one Just one, so it's super one. efficient in the same way super slow, yeah. Yeah, you got, I've got a whole um, chair um, exercise routine which takes like three minutes and it works out the entire upper body. So people can do this at work? Yeah, yeah. I'm actually yeah. creating an app for that. Yeah. Oh, amazing. Okay. It and can people find you. this on your website? Yeah, it's in the Soma, Soma Breath, the training. Yeah. Okay. Discover it. Yes, let's, let's talk about that because I know you've got a 21-day training. So for people that can't go to your events, there's now an online training that you do that's 21 days. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. So we, we've got a, we've created a protocol, and this is based on actually the Russian uh, hypoxic training protocol. So Russians wanted to figure out like how to make the athletes strongest in the world. And they noticed uh, by studying like, people like the Nepalese Gurkha army, who are the world's strongest army, live up in high altitude. And the Mexican Olympics, when people were breaking all these records, because it was at high altitude, the people who train at high altitude where the oxygen is very low tend to become stronger healthier and even you can reverse symptoms of diseases so they create this thing called um high altitude training or intermittent hypoxic training where you use machines to simulate hypoxia so you breathe a few minutes um normal air followed by um very low oxygen for a few minutes okay and you keep repeating that for 45 minutes and what that does is it actually simulates what it's like going up to the mountains for a few hours and coming back down. And this intermittent hypoxic training is amazing for mitochondrial mm. function and mm, enhancing the, the vascularization of the body. So basically, um, I modeled that with this 21 day protocol with our breathing techniques because you don't need machines. You can do it all through breath retention. That's what the yogis figured out thousands of years ago. You can simulate how high altitude just by breath retention techniques. And what this does is it obviously makes you very efficient in oxygen. So you breathe less. Over time, you'll be breathing a lot less. And your breath retention time is much longer. You can hold your breath for longer. You can make tones that last for a very long time. And that's one of the goals. That's one of the, the markers of success with Soma is you can hold your breath for longer. You can make these very long tones. 
you have more energy, things like that. So over 21 days, we take you through a process where you do every day for uh, one week, uh, a 20 minute, you download this track, you listen to the same track every day and follow along for 20 minutes a day. And then the following week, it's 45 minutes that you download. And it's, a, it's one track, you just download it. But each week, there's a webinar you jump on Okay. Uh, and you're guided through with an instructor this uh, more uh, in, like expanded experience. And um, so we have like, it's like an experiential learning where everyone's doing it at the same time uh, with an instructor. It's amazing. Once a week. Um, and then the last week is where we go into the realms of like psychedelics because we start to produce a DMT. Actually, this can start happening in, in the second week where you start to produce endogenous DMT and tryptamines. And what this does is it gets you into these psychedelic lucid states where you can actually start to, the reality can start to change. It's like microdosing, but through, mm -hmm. through breath work. And um, the results we're getting are just incredible. You know, people and just people can achieve this from going like, right from, from beginner in yes. three weeks. This is why you're set up yeah. for this. It's the worst. The first week is very um, gentle, and then it steadily gets better, uh, more intense each week. And what have you been seeing in terms of? Sorry, you're about to say in terms of the th by the third week, what kind of results oh, are you seeing? Amazing, like people, you know, like coming off medications, uh, you know, reversal of disease symptoms, uh, wow. people finding new purposes in their life, what they really want to do, like suddenly getting clarity. Uh, attracting, you know, law of attraction type stuff, like people attracting money or, you know, financial things, new business uh, ventures, you know, connections, many things. Like if we go into our testimonial, you can see, and then a lot of people having very deeply profound spiritual experiences. Whatever. Yeah, that sounds amazing. I will link to that in all of the, uh, in the show notes, because I know you've very kindly given the uh, listeners 20% yeah. off um with soma 20 so i'll link to that in the show notes so people can nice. find that um that's an amazing course and then how often are you doing the live events are they do you continue those all over the world or predominantly in the places you talked about california thailand and ibiza or yeah well we're also doing um instructor training retreats so we have a a, a center in Copangan where we do these retreats and then we also have uh, one now in Ibiza, where we're starting to do. We've got our next one coming up in Ibiza, and we're looking to make a hub here in LA. Um, so we do these instructor training retreats, so you can become a SOMA instructor. But we also have um, these awakening retreats, which are these experiential retreats. You go for five days, and it's like you go through all of the SOMA techniques in five days. It's very powerful, done by instructors. You have this like life-changing experiences through it. Amazing. And then you Amazing. go away with a set of tools and daily rituals you can do every day. Yeah. yeah. And people can use this then at their will to sort of in induce that state, if you like, that state of mental clarity and flow and calm. Yeah. And it's um, all just done yeah. breathing. It's amazing we can do. It's amazing. By learning. And actually the root word of the word spirituality, spiritual, um, means to breathe. It comes mm -hmm. from the Latin meaning espiritu, breath, life. So, so actually, what we're doing is a spiritual practice, but without any of the dogma, without any of the fluff yes. uh, that's in religion. And it's going back to the roots of what is spiritual spirituality. 
Yeah. And that's amazing. So that and that is probably your top tip. Then going back to the question in terms of manifestation, it's through that breath work that you raise your vibration. Yeah, that in terms I believe, of your own frequency. Yeah, I believe I made it into the most accessible, easy, like format. You know, that anyone can do. Yeah, yeah anyone can do from the comfort of their own home. Yeah. Um, so before um, I leave you, thank you so much for coming on um, and sharing all of that. It's been so, so incredibly valuable. And I will link to everything we've talked about in the show notes. But can I ask you, what is your ethos or mantra for life that guides you? <laughs> um, the ethos is, I, I really believe in the golden rule, which is do unto others, get to be done to yourself. And that's really served me well. And, yeah. and this... This one you said earlier before, which I really love, is that the definition of wellness, if you just take the first two letters, it's we. And it's mm. this community. And everything I do now is like focus around family, connection, community. Because I believe that that's the true, the best source of like bliss is when you're around people that you love, you know, and they love you. And yeah. being in a safe, like nurturing community environment. That to me is like foundational foundation of success and happiness and there's many people like who look like they're successful on paper but actually they're miserable inside because they've created a life where they like block themselves off from the world they're glued to their computer screens maybe they work way too hard to do things that they don't maybe even fully live or believe in and they've isolated themselves and actually what the community is a cure for a lot of the world's problems and do you have a community in terms of a Facebook community that people can join? Is that when they buy yeah. the online course so that they can kind of engage with like-minded people? Yeah, we've got over like yeah. 5,000 like people in that group already and it's growing all the Amazing. time. And we have like, you know, connections and friends, people like, you know, meeting, have fallen in love even and going on holidays together. It's been amazing. Like semi-friendships have emerged from this. And we've only been doing this for like, less than a year so who knows what's going to happen that's incredible isn't it in, it is, in a yeah. year yeah. amazing and amazing that you're sharing that and making it so accessible to people something so good has come out of unfortunately the suffering that you had you know back <laughs> in 2010 yeah but it's, it's what an amazing gift a blessing in disguise is the best in the mm, it's a gift isn't it in a way so, and that's actually another thing for me is to look at every like look at the world as though every thing that happens good or bad is is aligning you towards your truth to your to um whatever you know here to support you and where you want to go in life and even the bad times and when you start to look at the universe as conspiring to help you rather than against you everything changes and you know you start to look for meaning in the magic of the mystery yeah of the world. i think and that's very powerful that, you find that meaning of that actually you're that just happened, you know, maybe wasn't what I expected, but actually that's going to lead me to an even better uh, outcome. When you start to look at events, you stop looking at the past with guilt or anger or jealousy, envy, these low vibe emotions that keep you trapped. And when you look at the world out there to help you, you become excited about the future and you start to see the world in, with more possibility. That starts to take away some of the anxiety and fear of the future events. And that makes your present moment way more fun. And mm. the whole point of Soma is actually to change your default state. So the state when you're not doing any practice, higher. So when you're not, when you're not exercising, when you're not doing the things that you love, how are you? That's your default state. And 
the goal of every spiritual practice should be to make that higher, higher vibe. Yeah. And that's what goal of Sony is. And these are the ways you do it. It's like it's, most of it's psychological, changing your perception of the world. Yeah. Do you include gratitude as part of that? Of course. So, yeah. yeah. The foundations of all of our meditations is gratitude. It is. Body yeah. and our feeling of gratitude because ultimately we're miracles. The fact that we're even alive is a, is a yeah. miracle. You know, there's a Complete one in a miracle. brilliant chance of being on this planet. So that's why we're going to use our life. Uh, you know, yeah, absolutely. It's precious. And I think sometimes when people say it sort of this happens to me all the time, this is just something that happens to me. Sometimes that's the universe sending you a message until you've learned from it, it keep coming up. Yeah. But when you look at it with an openness and a sense of gratitude for thank you for showing me this and that there is another way, yes. you kind of open up new doors. Totally. Yeah. Very true. Very true. Well, thank you so much for coming on. I know you're extremely busy in LA at the moment, but it's been wonderful to have you on the show. Um, no, it's been so amazing. Thank you. thank you so much. Yeah, thank you very much. Thanks for listening. Remember to review and subscribe. You can grab the show notes, the resources, and highlights of everything Angela mentioned over at AngelaFosterPerformance.com. You can also snatch up plenty of other goodies, including the highly helpful Angela Recommends page, which is a list of everything she personally recommends to optimize your mind, body, and lifestyle.